I had to let that drop hit. I had to let that static drop hit real quick. Hey, yo, what up, man? You know what time it is. You know who it is. It's your gracious, the most lovable, the g the greatest podcaster of all time. Man, it's your boy, Elliot from Boston, live and direct from EFB Studios, man. You know what time it is. Gotta let this track ride out real quick. You don't know who this is. You don't know what you're listening to, man. This is that West Side Gun featuring Fat Joe, produced by Static Selector. Kelly's Corner off the Hitler Wears Hermes 7 joint. I really like this joint. I gotta like do a try to like be consistent and not always bang like some Griselda shit. It's really hard to do that. Cause Griselda got so many bangers. Like, like if, if I was just to use just Griselda catalog, like I would never have to use anything else. Like that catalog is just so crazy. But nonetheless, I mean, this West Side Gun shit with Fat Jeezy, Fat Jeezy, Fat Joe was um right up my alley, man. I'm a big Fat Joe fan. I don't think Fat Joe gets enough credit. And West Side Gun, I mean, he's West Side Gun's just for the culture, man. The wrestling culture, the hip hop culture, the style culture. I mean, West Side Gun is just West Side Gun is transcending into one of the most uh, influential people in hip hop. If he's not already there. Um, but man, shit's a wild time right now, man. And right now, content uh, creation and and uh, the the artists that do give us these kind of catalogs are was uh, there was getting us through this coronavirus pandemic, man. And I really don't want to talk about the coronavirus a lot, but I mean, how can we not? How can we not? You know what I mean? Like everything's on lockdown. Everything. School is out. Works are going to skeleton crews. Supermarkets are, are nut houses. Sports are canceled. I mean, we ain't never seen no shit like this before, man. I'm 33. I ain't never seen no shit like this. This is wild. The coronavirus got got you know, everybody tripping, and I'm not saying because it's not serious. I do think it is serious, but um, yeah, man, it, it, this is wild. I really hope that uh. We can get through this That you know We can control this And and, and really get to a point Where, where things can kind of normalize man Because you know People going a little cuckoo For me though I mean I've consumed a lot of content In the last week or so With everything being cancelled um, You know There's been a lot that I've been watching I mean right now I'm watching the 2005 ECW one night stand from the Hammerstein Ballroom. This is a WWE production, um, but they brought all the classic uh, ECW wrestlers back. I mean, Chris Jericho just fought Lance Storm as the Lionheart. Uh, you know, uh, Lance Storm just won with an interference from Just Incredible. Um, all my old ECW heads will really know <laughs> really know what it is. If you remember, uh, people like uh, people like myself with no cable. We would really uh, gravitate towards Channel 27. That was a Spanish channel that at 1 in the morning on Saturday nights, Sunday mornings, would play ECW. And uh, always been a big fan of ECW. I was never a WCW guy. It was always WWF and ECW for me. So going back and watching this has been uh, has been cool. It brought up a lot of memories. But, um, you know, that that's where we're at right now. 
uh, where, where really uh, people are asking for a lot of suggestion on shows. There are a lot of people that are working from home. There are a lot of people that are being kept at home for the safety of themselves, for the safety of their fellow co-workers. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're in a time right now where people are reminiscing on a lot of old content, man. So a lot of this is cool. Going back and watching some ECW stuff is cool. And, and uh, you know, just take the time to, to appreciate. Um, take the time to appreciate the ability to to go out and be in crowds and enjoy sporting events because I've never had season canceled like this. You know what I'm saying? I've never been in a situation where I mean, I've had lockouts and stuff like that, but where you're expecting a game one day and then and next thing you know, a uh, season is just canceled. I mean, it's wild. First time for everything, but you know, I'm gonna do my part to give you guys content to listen to, man. Um, I gotta say. The love that I've been getting from the listeners has been has been dope. The love that I've been getting from my people has been dope, and uh, you know all the reposts, um, retweets, all the uh, all the people shout me out on social, on podcasts. Uh, you know, welcome me back to the content circle has been has been dope, man. I appreciate everybody who's been showing me love. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to my boy Joey Irish. Um, and OTO, they do the, the STC podcast and, um, you know, I'm, I'm collaborating with them on, on a network, uh, called the last stand podcast network, where it's a bunch of podcasts that are going to come together and really promote the shit out of each other. Um, so, you know, you're going to hear more about that soon, but big shout out to Joey Irish and OTO. Um, the feedback has been dope, man. You know, I've been getting a lot of feedback from a lot of people that I respect, from pe- from people whose opinion I take serious, and the feedback has been has been amazing. So uh, I'm really I'm really looking forward to continuing to create. I'm really looking forward to to continuing to put out episodes. And what you're listening to right now is season two, episode two of the EFB podcast, man. So. Um, we're going to go through a few things. Right now, you're listening to Primo Profit's new album, Callejero Vagabundo. Um, you know, if you listen, if you, if you listen to me, if you know me, you know how much, how much I love Primo Profit, how big of a fan of Primo's I am. And, um, Primo, if you just go back, uh, to his catalog, Primo, um, has shown consistency in all of his projects. Going back to, Going back to Columbia Necktie, you know what I mean? Like, like Primo has shown consistency. Uh, the, the, the production that he's chosen has always fit his sound. Um, the lane that he's in fits him perfectly. And I love seeing him grow, man. So if you want to check out Primo Profit's uh, new album, you catch it on all streaming platforms. Um, follow Primo Profit at that, Primo Profit at Twitter. Um, on Instagram, those are his handles. But we got a lot to get into, man. And um, a wild thing, wild things have been happening this week. Coronavirus got people going crazy. But Tom Brady is a buccaneer. And uh, personally, I think it's gross. Personally, uh, I'm, I'm almost offended by it, to be honest. But, you know, I could have told you this was happening uh you know, last year, really. I could have told you this was happening during the season. Um, Tom Brady hasn't been a happy employee to Patriots for a long time. 
uh, Tom Brady, uh, I think uh, this has been a job for him um, over the last few years specifically. And that's even when the Super Bowl went in there, you know, when we beat the Rams not too long ago. But, um, you know, to, for Tom Brady to choose the Bucks just goes to show you um, what the interest level in him was uh, this offseason. You know, Tom Brady joining the Bucks shows you how limited the options were. Um, but I don't think Tom Brady uh, coming back to New England was even an option for him, to be honest with you. I don't think Tom Brady wanted to come back to New England. I don't think Tom Brady wanted anything to do with uh, working with Bill Belichick anymore. So when he fielded out uh, teams to to give his services to, uh, New England wasn't in there for him. Uh, I do believe with, with strong, strong uh Strong intellect behind it that San Francisco was his main option that he wanted to go to. I, I almost got it on good authority to tell you that San Francisco was basically a done deal. But, um, you know, things happened. You know, San Francisco didn't want to uh, trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Not that they didn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they didn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for the Chiefs. So I think San Francisco wanted everything. In their power to to have things their way. They wanted Tom Brady to start a quarterback. They wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for a really nice package that included a first, uh, multiple picks this year, and probably a future pick. Um, that's not what they were going to get. Um, and not for nothing, uh, Don Yee's role in this whole in this whole saga between Tom Brady uh, and Jimmy, you know, has to play a part in it because anywhere that Jimmy went. They were gonna try to look to get rid of those those voidable years in his contract, you know. Um, right now, San Francisco, San Francisco, they can get out of the Jimmy deal this year or next year. I think really at nothing, and um, anywhere that they went, there was gonna have to be a redo of the contract. And to be honest with you, I think Jimmy really likes living on the West Coast. I think Jimmy really likes uh, playing for San Francisco and and having that 49ers logo on the side of his head. So I can't tell you that Jimmy really is going to play ball when it comes to, um, you know, being dealt. So I don't blame him. Uh, good for him. No, he shouldn't have to give up his starting spot to uh, accommodate Tom Brady. And for Tom Brady to choose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over returning to the Patriots, uh, kind of shows you where his relationship with Bill stood. You know, so... Um, me being the dork that I am, you know, I always look at, you know, what a fin what the fantasy football implication is going to be. Um, you know, what's this going to do for Mike Evans and, 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 and Godwin over there as his receivers? I mean, those are the, probably the two best receivers that he's had in a long time. Um, what's that going to do for them? You know, what's, what's, what's that, uh, what's that offense going to be like? What's that offensive line like? What's that running game like? Um, how is Arians going to adapt Tom Brady into his offense? Who knows? You know, but I do think Tom Brady is going to have a good year. Um, is Tom Brady going to throw for over 4,000 yards? He could. Is Tom Brady going to throw for over 30 touchdowns? Probably. Um, but, you know, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what Bill Belichick does moving forward. Um, as of today, the quarterbacks on the roster are Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, and I think Cody Kessler, I think. Is that his name? But there is, it is Bill Belichick, and I can't, I can't fathom, I can't fathom Bill Belichick being so incompetent that he would let Tom Brady leave and not have a plan in place 
uh, to start the year. You know, like I can't fathom that he would not have confidence that he could win games with Stidham. I just, I just can't fathom it. You know, I think Bill Belichick is too smart for it, uh, and I think Tom Brady's too good to to not do well with Tampa Bay. So, do I think they're both going to do well? I do. Um, but yeah, am I going to be really interested to see how this plays out in New England? I am. Um, and hey, more power to Tom Brady. You know, he really put his middle finger up to his old to his old boss and walked out the door. Did he go to a worse situation? Yeah, he did. Um, just from the city standpoint, you know what I mean? Because I think Tampa Bay is a shitbag of a city. Um, there's really nothing there, and not that Foxborough, Massachusetts, is any better. Um, but there is, uh, I think, one thing that Massachusetts has done is is create a sense of prestige when it comes to our sports teams, given that our sport teams, for the most part, all of them are competitive. And the Tampa Bay Bucks, I mean, what have they been, you know, to the NFL? They've been the team with the ugly jersey. That's what they've been. So Tom Brady going there does give them a sense of legitimacy. Um you know, and then, you know, Bill Belichick is really going to have to, you know, put his balls on the table and show what he can do. Do I have the confidence that he can win games with Stidham? I do. You know, would it surprise me if they won 10 games with Stidham? It would not. Bill Belichick's that good of a coach. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to see what kind of team they put around him. So, you know, big ups to Tom Brady. He's always going to be the GOAT. He's always going to be the greatest of all time. He's always going to be a Patriot. You know, um, I'm not going to be one of these guys that says, you know, we are better without him. We're not. Um, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Were we going to build a team to Tom Brady's satisfaction? Uh, no, we weren't. You know, if you look at the offensive pieces, um, the line wasn't great. The running backs weren't great. There was no tight end. And uh, Edelman's loss of steps. Sanu wasn't great. You know, don't really don't really know what we can depend on uh, when it comes to Nikhil Harry. Um but, you know, is he better off with weapons like Evans and Godwin at his disposal? Yeah. So Tom Brady did what he want, did what he felt was best for him. Got 50 million guarantee. And, um, moving forward, you know, we'll see what Bill can do at the quarterback position. Do I think the position is going to get a lot of money spent on it? No. I think, uh, this is, this is it. Uh, for for now, you know, let's see what happens in Detroit with Stafford if they draft Tua um, and start Chase Daniel, who they just signed. Let's see um, what plays out in Las Vegas if Carr is going to be the guy there. You know, I want I, I want to see I want to see another quarterback hit the market um, that's a tier above you know these injured Cam Newtons and Andy Dalton's and Jameis Winston's. You know, I want I want to see another another a, a tier up, you know, hit the market and and see if Bill Belichick takes a crack at it. But if Stidham's a starting guy, it would not surprise me at all. So um there's gonna be an interesting football season. I'm telling you what, it's another team that I'm gonna follow, you know, on Tampa Bay because I'm always gonna be a Tom Brady fan. But um you know let's see what Bill does. So big ups to the Patriots, big ups to Tom Brady and uh uh, you know, <laughs> you know the, the the shitty part is that you know football is not going to start for at least another six months. So we're going to have plenty of time to dissect what these teams are going to do. So in the meantime, um, you know, stating that I'm watching, you know, some old ECW. Uh, we got WrestleMania coming up on a few weeks. Um, 
This is really going to be an interesting, interesting WrestleMania. First, uh, it's going to be uh, played out in front of uh, an empty audience at the Performance Center. Um, as you know, uh, Raw, and, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown have been coming from empty arenas. Um, but I want to shout out my boy Superstar Snuck. Um, because, um, he really pointed out to me how good AEW did the empty arena wrestling show. Um, this past week, uh, you know, Matt Hardy debuted, uh, at AEW. Um, but it's not even about the wrestlers per se. It's about how they designed the product. And, you know, what Snuck pointed out was that the camera angles are always really tight on the wrestlers. They never showed the empty seats. It was, you know, wrestler entrance, wrestler, ring. And then they did have some of the wrestlers at ringside. And that's who they highlighted. And, you know, watching that show, it almost made you forget a little bit that it was in front of an empty arena. Because you never really got too much of a glimpse of it. You know, they, they blacked out the, the four walls, so to speak. Uh, they didn't, they didn't put empty chairs. You know, what, what stands out the most when you're watching, uh, WWE program at, at, at the performance center is that they have all the empty chairs there. So it really emphasizes the fact that it is in front of an empty arena. That's, to me, that, that's, that takes away from it because at the end of the day, we're still seeing good product. You know, so, um, if WWE is gonna do it, they really need to produce the shit out of WrestleMania. And that's the approach that I would take. Um, right now, they're going to a two-night special. Gronk is hosting both nights. Um, you know, just, I remember last year, I want to say it started at about six. Um, the women's main event didn't go on until after midnight, so it did make for, for a long, long, uh, night of wrestling. A night of wrestling that I'm gonna watch. You know, like, I'm not telling you that I didn't enjoy it. But yeah, the, the show does get a little long, you know, so to, for it to go to a two night special, I'm not against it. Um, but I really want to see what WWE does to, to produce this show. You have a lot of matches that could feature good production, you know, you got, you got The Fiend versus John Cena, um, you got Undertaker versus, uh, um, versus AJ Styles and just both those wrestlers alone, The Undertaker and The Fiend both have uh, very dramatic entrances, you know, so I really think, uh, WWE should go the route of a super produced, uh, a super produced show that visually takes away from it being an empty arena and emphasizes the fact that this is, uh, the biggest, um, event of the year, wrestling wise. I think every single wrestler uh, would probably say that WrestleMania is the Super Bowl, regardless of what promotion they're on. And, um, you know, I do think they have to make the most out of the situation. So um, I'm excited for it because as a wrestling fan, WrestleMania is what I look forward to. Um, every year when WrestleMania comes up, you know that um, you know, you're going to have probably about Six straight nights of just uh, what should be really good entertaining wrestling. So you got the two go home shows this year. You have the the two. Well, you're gonna have you should have three shows that weekend because uh, I want to say there should be a takeover. 
Um, then you'll have the two WrestleMania shows, and then you have the two shows afterwards, which are, are typically, you know, must-watch TV when it what's the, the, the Monday Night Raw after Mania, and then the SmackDown as well. So, um, it's up to me. Produce the shit out of it, man. Produce the shit out of it. Remind me that it's still WrestleMania, and make me forget that there are no people watching it there. I mean, put 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 the wrestlers out there, man. You know, put them out there in the seats. You know, you, you, you've broken down the fourth wall, so to speak, with with all the content that you give us, all the behind the scenes documentaries that you that you show us. Um, you you let us know that um, this is written. You let us know that this is uh, a produced show, that there are writers, that the outcome is predetermined. So we know that. So just, you know, put the wrestlers out there and let them enjoy the show as fans. Even if they're done with their matches. You have Bray Wyatt and John Cena sit next to each other after they're done. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, we gotta, we, we gotta make the most out of the situation. And I'm not gonna sit here and bitch about, uh, not being able to, to be in the stands for this. I'm not gonna bitch about, you know, there being no fans because this is bigger, um, than wrestling. This is bigger than the show. There's a pandemic going on that is not allowing us to gather in big crowds right now. But I still want WrestleMania. I don't want it postponed. Um, I want to go party with my friends and watch it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to enjoy the show. And uh, we'll critique the shit out of it afterwards, man. So, uh, moving forward, you know, I'm going to tell you a couple things that I've been watching. You know, given given we're in a, in a content consumption uh, 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 situation right now. Given the, given the, the coronavirus. Um, I just finished watching Power. Um, you know, I stopped watching it for a while, and uh, I re-binged it. You know, I didn't, I didn't see any of the of the outcomes. I didn't see the finale. What I did was I stopped watching it for about three seasons, and I told myself, I know I'm gonna watch it from the beginning to the end. I watched it from season one all the way to the end. Let me tell you something. I hope I never make a mistake big enough to have one of my kids off. You know, for. T- for Tariq, for Tariq to off Ghost, that's how it ends. And then Tasha goes to jail for it? I mean, I'm telling you. Um, I hope I never get put into a situation where my own kids take me out. And I know there's a lot of factors that played into it, but I'm telling you right now. If one of my kids takes me out, go back and play this podcast. And, and remind me of what I did wrong, man. Because Tariq, spoiled ass kid who wishes he was from the streets. Claps his own pops. I mean, fuck. What a way to go. Tell me. I mean, seriously, what a way to fucking go. Um, and, uh, you know, right now I'm enjoying, uh, Better Call Saul. The show that I'm, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm right on season five of it. Um, I think it's one of the, one of the best shows on TV. I mean, when you're talking about Breaking Bad, I mean anything anything Breaking Bad related, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put my eyes on. So I better call Saul something that I'm watching. And uh, I've been listening to this Jay Electronica Jay Z album. I'm calling it a joint album because that's what it was. Jay was on every every track. And um, <laughs> at times like this, you could either hate Twitter or love Twitter. And when you see when you see Jay Electronica and Joe Budden going back and forth on Twitter, um, it makes you it makes you really appreciate social media, man, because that that's some uh, some entertaining shit, man. So 
I told I told the fans of the podcast I was gonna I was gonna uh, answer some questions. So uh, first question I'm gonna answer. Uh, my boy Vega at Vega four hundred one on Twitter. My boy Jason. Uh, he said, "How how do you feel the NBA should proceed with the coronavirus situation?" To be honest with you, um, if if we if we get to June and there's still uh, no basketball being played, then just just cancel it, call it, start the off season, and go from there. Um, but realistically. Uh, I would love to see basketball continue. Um, I think if we get to May and we still can't put players in a in a in an arena, even if even if, if it's with em, you know an empty arena, if we can't put them in an arena and have them play and have it be safe, then just cancel it, man. Cancel the season, start new. But does part of me wish basketball would go head to head with with baseball? Yeah, of course. Uh, baseball has has been losing steam for years, and I know during the fall, I do have to pick how how much I'm going to, um, how, not how much I'm going to invest into basketball because I invest a lot into basketball, but I'm also so invested into football that um, giving both 100 percent 100 percent attention can sometimes be difficult. So if it gets to Maine, we can't put players together. To play games Then um, You know just call it So that's how I think they should proceed Try to get to May Get to situations where you can put these players together And then go from there Um, Another dude on Twitter hit me up uh, Heskel B At Heskel B um, Says what should the Patriots do at QB Um, Exactly what they did Sign Brian Hoyer and go cheat I realistically I can't tell you that the Patriots should go for a Cam Newton should go for an Andy Dalton I can't tell you that because um, I think Bill Belichick should have enough confidence in Jared Stidham to uh, to try to win some games with him if the cap space is what it's going to be next year then you can you know you can address the situation next year but I think they should go the Seattle route. Which is uh, when they when they uh, when they took Russell Wilson, they they threw a bunch of darts at quarterback up until then. You know they signed Matt Flynn. Uh, before that, I want to say there was another quarterback that they tried to go after. Um, can't recall the name, but you just got to throw a bunch of shit up against the wall and see what sticks. Um, I can't say the the Patriots are our Super Bowl favorites next year or one of the teams that's projected to go to the Super Bowl next year, but. Um, I do think that they're, they're going to be competent. I do think they're going to be competitive. And, um, you know, at the position, what you want right now is someone who knows Josh McDaniel's system. And if that's Stidham, then let's see what we can do with Stidham. So, overall, I'm excited for football. Uh, I'm excited for WrestleMania. I'm excited to see what Tom Brady can do. And, um... You know, I'm excited for this music that's coming out, man. What you're listening to is the new Primo Prophet, Callejero Vagabundo. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. Go, go, peep my man Primo's catalog, man. His catalog is, is deep. It's consistent. It's, you know, the, the and that's one thing about P, man. P's never given you a bad project, and then P's also evolved as an artist. 
um, and that's what you want to see, you know. So, um, by all means, uh, I want you guys to hit me up at Elliot from Boston on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hit me up on things that you want me to talk about, you know what I mean? If there's something you want me to address, let me know. Um, today we addressed uh, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, we addressed WrestleMania, a few things that I've been watching. Um, and then, you know, we'll see, we'll see what we get into next week, you know, but I'm not gonna let the coronavirus stop me from putting out content. I'm not gonna let, um, I'm not gonna let, you know, the, the, the shutdown of the world, uh, stop me from giving you things to listen to. If anything, I hope that this podcast gets you through, um, your isolation period. You know, please stay isolated. Um, let's do what we can together. To, to get over this because uh, I, w- I will tell you one thing um, I have found a new appreciation for live events you know so um, I will be getting Patriots tickets this year I will be going to a Celtics game as soon as I can get one I will be going to as, mes- as many wrestling events as I can um, because you know this whole coronavirus pandemic if it's given me any realization is that sometimes we do take a lot for granted, you know, so, um, hit me up on Twitter at Elliot from Boston. You can listen to the EFB podcast, uh, everywhere, Apple podcast, Spotify, shout out to everybody who's been showing me love, keep showing me love, keep hitting me up, you know, uh, tell a friend about the podcast, man, retweet, repost, all the love is all appreciated, man. It's your boy at Elliot from Boston. I'm out.